is race day. Live and direct from Simon Zara Racing and their 2022 Yearling Parade. The race day team, Matt Stewart and Dan Malecki. Morning, everyone. Morning, everyone, and welcome to uh, Race Day Live, live from Simon Zara's stables at Flemington, where it is Dan Malecki, a little bit Milly Vanilli this morning, let's be <laughs> frank, but uh, we made it, and there's uh, plenty of uh, snags in bread and hot coffees to warm everyone up. It's a terrific morning down here. Gee, the, the merch is on displays, and I can't work out whether they're staff members or owners, but there's a lot of SZ uh, merchandise down here at the moment. Paint the picture. What are we looking at this morning, Dan? We're looking at a lot of people. I tell you what, if there are a lot of owners here they're gonna, you're going to train winners for, and we'll introduce Simon in a second, you're going to get a lot of Christmas cards because there is a lot of people here. If you can't fill up some of those earlings today, um, um, Matty will go he. I will go he. Hey, Travis Dowdle's <laughs> going to join us a bit later on. The oldest registered female jockey in Australia, Shirley Hunter, is going to join us. Uh, she and Peter Bergen have got a couple of runners at the Valley today. We're back at the Valley today after a long hiatus. Uh, Marty Simon's going to join us as well, but the man himself, Simon Zara, who's paying the bills here. <laughs> How are you, Simon? I'm good, thanks. Are they staff or owners? What's the go with all this Simon Zara racing uh, merchandise going on around here? No, it's a, a bit of both, but um, yeah, we just try and sell some merchandise and make a bit of a living. And uh, but the staff uh, got all theirs on, and we sort of work the races and also out and track work in the mornings. It's a big day because it's a, an important uh, moment in time for the stable, isn't it? So, of course, we all know that you split with your cousin, uh, Matty Allerton, some time ago, and it's, and it's a rebuild, and you're parading a couple of yearlings or a few yearlings this morning as well. It's about um, re-establishing yourself, isn't it? And, and mornings like these where we've got the barista and the barbecue and owners are just walking in. There's a couple with a pram and a pet dog, so it's a very friendly <laughs> environment. Uh, the pet dog's in the pram, <laughs> by yes, the way. <laughs> which is another story that needs to be told, but... These, it's a rebuild, isn't it? Yeah, look, definitely, and they've got to look outside the square. And um, obviously, um, yeah, we, we went uh, pretty hard at the yearling sale this year. I think we bought about 20, and we've had really, really good uh, backing from a lot of owners, a lot of new owners. And um, yeah, we're just trying to create some a different environment, you know, more owner friendly, and uh, you know, get owners, you know, meeting each other and things like that. So just a, a different way of looking at racing whether than just turning up on a Saturday or, you know, a, a midweek races and, and sort of looking around and then walking off. So it's a relationship we're trying to build. The owner experience is, it's like a lot of things now, isn't it? I'm, I know a lot of big syndicates who are, you know, the add-ons and the value adds are really important and there is a kind of a, if there's a, if there's a theme to the stable, it is very relaxed family vibe type setup, isn't it? And I know that obviously a close knit Maltese family and all that, but there's a, it seems to resonate through the clientele as well. Yeah, look, definitely. And that's sort of, uh, you know, our, our, our big clientele, you know, most of our clientele were two and a half and five percenters and uh, yeah, that's continued on. And, um, but, you know, we're, we're trying to create a lot of, get a lot of new people in um, and, you know, give people a different sort of experience. And, you know, we've had probably three or four of these in the last six months and we've had, you know, uh, around 100 people every time. So, you know, we're, we're encouraged, you know, people backing the stable. Well, I think you've surpassed that figure this morning, Simon. Uh, I don't know how many RSVP'd, but there's, I reckon there's more than 100, but you've got a bit of staff here. Look, even when you look at the horses running at Mooney Valley today, there are very few that have less than 12 or 15 owners in them. So the trend is very much that two and a half to five or whatever it is, you know, the, the syndicates. And you've got good numbers in all of your horses. I can't think off the top of my head too many yep. that would have less than two owners in them. But that also makes it difficult to fill up. It, it's time-consuming. You'll need uh, good skills yourself, your staff, 
all good days like this to promote a yourself and uh, and also the horses that you got. I mean, there's a bit of work in it, just not a click of the fingers job. Yeah, and that's why it's uh, there's a lot of work goes behind behind the scenes, but there's a lot of people doing a lot of work behind the scenes. So we class Simon's are racing as a as a group, not not. Just because it's my name doesn't mean it's all about me. Um, we've got you know great management team, great staff, great riders, um, and great owners. So you know it's all one big, one big show. It's just not all about me. And um, and uh, you know I got my family inv- really heavily involved. Met your brother before. I looked at a bloke and I said. You're Simon's brother, Roger. He goes, how did you know it? <laughs> I just knew. I just, so who's that guy? And what's uh, he doing uh, here? So Paul's, um, yep. he's the oldest of, yep. of six. So, right. uh, <laughs> and I've got Jared here. He's the underneath him. So he's he runs the business. Paul's the HR. And, uh, you know, gets every, you know we, we had a bit of a rocky start. We brought him in. And um, he's really got, you know, everyone's attitude changed. And just trying to, you know, make, make the, you know, the staff not just about staff, you know, just more about, uh, you know, being part of the family. Family. So six brothers, did you say, Simon? Uh, six and the f- six kids. Who's so, the uh, tallest? Anyone over uh, five foot two? Yeah, two? Paul's the tallest. So yeah. um, we got. There's, I'm a twin. Uh, she's here as well. So um, yeah, she's. Uh, she talks more than me, would you believe? But, and the um, joke about that, of course, a lot of Maltese are not yeah, the, the yeah, I get tallest. It, Dan, I, but, you know. I did let it go by. I I'm married to a half Maltese, so, you know, I can get away with it. Ooh, yeah, well, you better take, a, you better take five percent of the yearling, then. There's a connection automatically. <laughs> Any signature Maltese dishes on the barbecue this morning? No, I know no. you're very big on... Your food and the family gatherings and all that. Is there a, is there a Maltese theme through the stable in any way? No, Some not really. coming <laughs> through. No, 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 I actually hate them. So, uh, Do you? Yeah, I'm not. They're hard to eat when there's cheese inside. <laughs> they're hot and they burn your tongue. Yeah, you just got to be careful. Hey, uh, Olivia Greenwell's going to join us. She's a strapper track rider for you. She's been with you for a long time, an equestrian background. And the staff issue is uh, a really difficult one. So when you get someone like Olivia and you, you hang on them with both hands, don't you? Is, is this... Uh, Still an ongoing issue. I mean, the 457 issue with the visas was a problem pre-COVID as well. Uh, wh- how tricky is it to hang on to good staff? Yeah, obviously, it's, it's a known problem throughout the industry. Um, that, hence, that's why we're trying to try to change the way we th- do things at Simon's Are Racing. Um, you know, we do workshops. Uh, we have meetings every week. We do, um, uh, you know, give vouchers to the the best best uh, employee for the month and things like that. So we're just trying to create a different sort of environment and just let them know that they actually do count in the in in uh, in my business. It's it, it, very important, isn't it, that they feel like they're very much part of the machine, uh, part of the family. But tell us about the stables. I've been. I actually came with my son, and he's only ever come to the races at Flemington. And then you come in through Smithfield Road, and it opens up a whole new world. He, he rides a bit for Lindsay Park up at Euro, and he said, oh, there's their stables, and there's Kavanaugh's and Kennedy Racing and Godolphin. And then this straight drive, as it's called, which Dan could never do on a golf course. But uh, And then da- past Danny O'Brien's. And then there's this massive community down here where nobody can get a car park, mainly because of your open day. Is this... With, with the split with your cousin Matt, how difficult was it? They're like hen's teeth, Flemington Stables. Was it hard to get another gig at Flemington? Yeah, um, look, these are actually the old stalls from like uh, before yeah. they built the tunnel um, and then sort of abolished all the stalls. So they, uh, the, I think Lloyd Williams was the original um, user of, of all these stables and then broke them up into like community stables. Uh, but Matthew and I had three stables, so it was actually quite easy. We just, our numbers halved. Uh, he went one side, I went the other, and um, and these the ones we're sort of in now um, are used for the interstate horses as well. So um, yeah, no, look, it's a 
to me, it's the best place to train. Uh, we get jump outs every week. We've got great tracks, uh, great management, and and you know you can you look. You wake up in the morning looking at the city, uh, you're clocking horses, looking at at the city. You know, no better view. Well, you around. wake up in the morning. <laughs> you know, I said to said to my son coming in, I said, see that tower there? I said, Simon lives right up the top of that tower and he overlooks his kingdom. There is encroachment there, like we touched on this. They're building another tower, aren't they? You're not going to get a view blocker, are you? No, I'm not going to have a view blocker. It's not great. But, uh, yeah, uh, I don't spend a lot of time up there anyway. But, um, yeah, look, it's a good place. I just come across the road. Um, I actually can look inside my stable. It's probably a little bit creepy. But, uh, um, but, yeah, it's a really good spot to live and, you know, during the day at the races, if I've got a long day there, I can just duck home for a bit of a sleep. When I remember coming at the stripping sheds here, the track what I was doing back in the late 80s, and there was the, that hub there that you were talking about, Lloyd Williams Cave was uh, uh, based here, a lot of stables, but you were on the other side. You were over to, to the river in the far corner, weren't you? You were the almost industrial side. isolated yeah, yeah. from the, the main group of trainers, even though you've been here for... How many years? Uh, was so, there a goat there? I think yeah, there was a, a goat pet there. goat yeah, there. It fell off the back of a truck. But uh, oh, well. so I, um, I was originally at Epsom, and then, um, and then when they shut Epsom, I moved over with Hawksy to Carbine Lodge, which is now the Godolphin. Uh, and then when Matthew and I joined, we're at Hobson's Lodge, where I think Gerald was the original yeah. trainer there. So, uh, but it was a great place. It was you know really old style. They did really well there, and you know it's the days you could walk them along the river in twos um, and give them a pick and those sort of days. But uh, you used yeah. to swim some of the horses, didn't you? Was, yeah, they used you to get swim in the rowboat. Some, sometimes in the river. accidentally. They <laughs> Did you really used to swim them up the river? Yes, yeah, so, oh, the old days. Leon Corsons used to get the, the right? robo out, and uh, he used to swim all the horses in the river there. But um, I'm not sure if you'd go in there these days. The current would get pretty strong. Well, there was a few instances Gavin Spain where... told me once he was looking at a dolphin swimming up there, and I thought, Gavin, you know, <laughs> another late night. <laughs> Actually, I'll that? tell you, we're talking about your yearling parade today, but the funniest story Leon ever told me about Bart Cummings involving water and swimming horses Back in Adelaide, was it Glenelg, I think it was, or Semaphore, wherever they used to... No, I think it was Glenelg back in the day, and Bart used to have this big old fancy car and brill cream in his hair, and the staff were down at the jetty, and they were trying to swim the horses out in the rowboats, and it was so rough, the, the rowboats kept, kept getting dumped, and they just decided straight away, we're not going to swim the horses, and they were all sitting on the beach, and Bart rolls up and walks down and says, what's going on, why aren't you swimming the horses? And they said, boss, it's too rough, have a look, it's like a tsunami out there. He said, oh, too rough, my... Puck goes out, gets tumbled over, washed out, and all his brill creamed hair is completely flat. He walks past and he goes, you're right, it's too rough. So there you go, lesson learned. Rubik and Awea and Lonro versus Sables. These are two of the yearlings you're parading. When do we get a gander at these yearlings? This uh, morning, once, once it sort of pop off air, we'll start to sort of parade them. But the Rubik cult was uh, bought... Um, in conjunction with, with Aussie Kerr. So he owns uh, half this, this colt, um, and a couple of clients have already jumped in. He's a really nice, big, scopey sort of colt. And, you know, it's good to get guys like Aussie Kerr involved in the stable and trying to do a bit of business with him. And we all know how successful he is as a as an owner. And, um, you know, I think people are keen to jump on board with him. And the Lonro was bought at Easter. He's a really nice colt, but it's going to take a bit of time. He's still got a bit of a foley head and going to take a little bit of time, but um, he reminded me a lot of Lonro as a, as a yearling when he sort of first came to Hawksies um, as a baby, and he looks, uh, there's a lot of similarities, that's why I was pretty keen to buy him. be lovely to get a, because Lonro's obviously pensioned off now, it'd be lovely to get a late 
Lonro's star, wouldn't it? Because he's been such a perennial sort of yeah, good Yeah, we had a pretty good one in Headley. Um, yeah. You know, she was a, a cracking... She was probably the opposite. She was a really fast sort of horse. So, um, But, look, he throws an a, a attractive type and, you know, be good to, to continue on and get a nice one. So you, you had a bit to do with Lonro. You mentioned the association with, with Carbine Lodge, uh, with, with the Hawk Stable. So what... Tell us about um, the relationship with Lonro and any other superstars. Just yeah, to, look, to I think I was, I was in there in a bit of a golden era. Um, Lonro was at the back end, so he, he was down for the preparation for the Blue Diamond. So, um, and then I, after he won the diamond, I ran in the diamond. He went for a spell, and then I'd finished up. But you know, we were, I was working with horses like you know, like Octagonal and Strategic, and so just a few you know country class. Yeah, galaxies. yeah, pretty average horses. <laughs> and even things like Sports that raced on one eleven yeah. and Flavor one four. 14 and you know just some absolute superstars. Out of ice you know, cream yeah, had, you know things like Tenor and you know we had an, an amazing uh, run. Um, it was a bit of a golden era for Cerise and, and obviously learn a lot on how to run a stable and um, systems and learn a lot off uh, Mr. Hawks. We're going to take a break shortly. You, uh, we're live at Simon Zara Racing for his. Uh, uh, Stell- uh, Yearling Parade uh, He's got a few more to parade uh, this morning as well And this is his big open day as well With the barbecue and the barista Are any other yearlings being paraded today? Yeah, we've got a couple of other yearlings that, Look, obviously people haven't seen what they've purchased So we parade the, the yearlings So people can actually see them for the first time And uh, Is that a big... What's the reaction from people? Uh, it's like seeing a newborn baby almost, isn't it? Can like, which can, you know, like lead to all sorts of fear and trepidation as well But... Uh, What's it like when you see the faces and you bring the yearling out and these are the people that have put out a bit of money and they get to see them and touch them for the first time? I hope they don't change their mind. <laughs> We've got capitalist... Uh, Do you ever get anyone going, oh, really? Is that what it looks like? <laughs> oh, just wait, thing. just wait. <laughs> Hellbent, fast neck. I mean, there's a wide variety of, of stallions as well, but remember there was a time, uh, I better not uh, dob in the person who did this, but a, a similar day, people going to see their yearling for the first time <laughs> and out of the stable they brought a heifer <laughs> and, and uh, the laughs that were there, but some people were horrified like because if they were first-time owners, they, they don't know well, really how to I, take I it. I know we're training. You know, the digital, buying them digitally, this trainer... I won't say who this trainer was, but was trying to work out if the trainer knew how to actually use the <laughs> online sort of thing, just then gave it a test and actually bought one and then went out to the yearling sales and inspected it in his barn. And of course, its leg was like a corkscrew. So. Yeah, most people purchase them by uh, the video online. They actually don't drive out here and have a look at them. So most of the time, it's the first time they actually see them. So, you know, we're hoping that, uh, you know, that... They're happy with what they've seen, and um, you know we've we've already broken in 45. They've been through the system, and uh, this is the last crop sort of going through. And then I think we've had 10 through the second time already, so we're really starting to educate Beautiful. them up. Well, we're looking forward when we have a chat to Marty Sign, and there's no doubt that at the corner of eye we'll see one of these beautiful yearlings being paraded. Uh, hey, mate, good on you. Well done. Uh, You've always been pretty much ahead of the curve with owner liaison. I remember the funny little videos with Ellet uh, and Zara racing as well. So you've got a really good eye, and there's a terrific turnout here today. Got to get me one of those XL uh, Simon Zara racing jackets. I thought you were going to say, well, that might come with a 5% or 2.5% share in uh, in it was one of my kids' birthdays the other day, and he wanted a brand-new jacket, and I thought, oh, just, I know what I'll do. I'll get one from Simon Zara <laughs> racing. This is RSN's race day, live and direct from Simon Zara racing.